see any, we're not talking about necessary. If, if someone is full of pride and we identify that person as haughty and prideful and, and then they fall on their face and we say, ah, he was full of pride. She was full of pride. See, there it is. Proverbs 16, 18. But if destruction or this thing happens to us and it ends up being our worst fear coming to pass, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's what's what the scripture is saying. Before that destruction, right? And we don't like to talk about this because it's not our definition of pride and we don't want to admit to ourselves that that's what it is, but it's pride. I have it. You have it. In, every, in lots of different areas of our life, we have this place where we just don't put God above the circumstance. We don't put God above the circumstance. So that's what we're talking about. Pride is anything that you make bigger than God in your heart, including your circumstances. Turn to Galatians 3, 1 through 5. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? So then, does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? That word there, that word there, when it says hearing by faith, I don't want to have to remember. It's pronounced aka, aka, aka. Sounds like a rap. Aka, aka. So that word hearing there appears several times in scripture, and the Greek word there is aka, right? And it means hearing. Uh, it, it, it means that that word. One of the definitions of it means uh, hearing to hear. That sounds like a oxymoron, right? Like hearing to hear, or perceive by hearing, right? And it's the same word. It's the same word in Romans ten seventeen. We won't go there yet, though. So this word, aka, is more than just hearing. Like, when I have the radio on, I'm driving. Commercial comes on, I'm hearing it, right? But I'm tuning it out. Right? Sometimes when my wife is talking to me, I hear it. But I never tuned her out. I'm going to need an amen, wife. <laughs> How many have been accused by your spouse of hearing but not listening. <laughs> Isaac's raising his hand really high back there. <laughs> right? So, and, and how many of you had your spouse say, are you even listening? I'm speaking, and I know you hear me, but are you listening? Right? Are you understanding what I'm saying? See, John, you need to raise your hand, John. I just might as well get it out of the way. Just raise your hand, John. 
So it's, it's, it's this word that means like, it means like you hear it and you perceive and you understand it. There's some wisdom that comes along with it, right? You're perceiving, you're, you're, you're hearing the word and you're not just like in one ear and out the other. You're understanding it, right? And that's what this, that's what this word means. It's, and, and so in this scripture, it's saying, it's saying this, this passage that I just read. It's saying, did you receive the Holy Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? And it ties that hearing to your faith, right? Now, what it's saying is, is your faith conditioned upon following a set of rules? A set of do's and don'ts is your faith is that did you receive the Holy Spirit right your, your faith this this belief system that you carry because of your relationship with God did you receive that because someone gave you a list someone said here's the Ten Commandments follow it Here's the do's and the don'ts. Do this, don't do that. And, and what he's saying is, is in this passage is, did your, your, your whole walk, this whole relationship with God, is it based on following a set of rules? Because if it's just based on following a set of rules, you're going to blow it. You're, you're not, you're, it's going to be dead. Because in that following the set of rules, you're, you're, you're just following a formula and you're forgetting the context of the relationship because in the relationship is faith. Remember, in relationship is faith. So you can't just follow a set of rules and say, oh, here it is. I, 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 I'm falling to the letter of the law. Here, here it is. No, your faith is interactive with your relationship. Your faith, the, the Holy Spirit when he filled you, when, he, when you accepted Christ, there was something, a miracle happened in your heart, whether you felt it or not. Because the Bible says when you, when you surrender your heart to God, he said all of heaven rejoices. All of heaven. Like there was a party in heaven. And he fills you with his spirit. He fills you with his spirit. Now, did that happen because... You followed a set of rules. No, it didn't. It happened because you heard someone say some good things about God and you believed it. The good news, the gospel, right? And you believe that and you say, Lord, I choose to believe something's compelling me. You didn't even know it was the Holy Spirit probably, but the Holy Spirit was compelling you to a decision, He's pushing you to that decision. And you came to this decision. Now, was it because of a set of rules? No. It wasn't. You didn't receive it because of a set of rules. And so that's what Paul is saying to the Galatians in use of harsh language. I mean, I, I don't know if I would like a text message from Paul calling me foolish and saying that I was bewitched. Don't even really know what that means. But he was pretty harsh. 
See that word, aka, is the same wor uh, word in Romans 10, 17. That says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So if we ask ourselves, what is faith and how do we get it? Well, that scripture tells us, Romans 10, 17, right? It says, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God, hearing from the word of Christ. So it's more than just, oh, well, if I, if I watch Joel Osteen on Sunday morning, I'm, while I'm making my breakfast, then I'm hearing and I'm building my faith. Well, maybe yes and no. Are you really, are you just listening? Can you, can you, are you perceiving what he's really saying? Are, are you perceiving maybe what, what the word that you're hearing? Cause, because there's a wisdom. It's more than just listening to words, right? And, and, and forgetting what they're saying. It's like there's, in order for your faith to be built, it requires this hearing. It re requires a perception. It requires like a receiving of wisdom about what is being said, right? So, and so if you want to build your faith, how does faith come? It comes from hearing the word, right? But you can't just, okay, I, I, I listen to uh, the Bible, uh, Bible app, and I did 48 chapters, right? No. Okay, well, what did the 48 chapters say? What did you get out of it? Because if you're doing something else and you're not hearing what is being said, it's not going to do a whole lot of building your faith, right? So, because there are... There are professors and scholars all over the land that can quote huge portions of this Bible. But they don't have faith. Right? They don't have faith. Because they didn't hear the word of God when they read it. When they studied it. They didn't hear. They didn't, they didn't have the Holy Spirit had revealed to them that wisdom. Right? So there's something to be said about this so let's clarify a couple things God is in relationship with me he's in relationship with you you've received Christ we are drawn to this right standing with the father as sons and daughters see that's why we always talk about identity so in this relationship you're a son and you're a daughter and that's that's this that's how he set it up right so so it's out of this relationship again. So in this relationship, God wants, listen to this, he wants, desires, he ecstatically desires to supernaturally and miraculously perform in your life. So I don't know if you know this or not, but God wants to do miracles in your life. He wants you to live a life of miracles. It's scripture. Jesus walked around and he was a walking miracle everywhere he went. And we, are, we pattern ourselves after him, right? So everywhere we go, God should be flowing through us in miracle. Supernaturally, right? Does it always happen? No, it doesn't. See, God does not tire of doing miracles. He, will, he is ready to perform the same miracle 
over and over again. If he did it once for you, he'll do it 99 times again if he has to. So you could say, oh, well, God, I really need you to come through. I know he came through these two other times, and but I really need you to come through here. And I don't know if it's your heart. for. I know you're probably getting tired of doing this miracle for me, but I really need it. No, God says, no, it's just as easy for me to do it here as I did it over here. I'll even do it the same way. Maybe I'll mix it up and just surprise you. But I'll still do it, right? So God does not tire of doing miracles. In fact, he wants to. He's waiting for us. Remember, the, the miracles literally stopped from being performed here on earth through us. We're the ones that stop it. He doesn't stop it, right? Like, he, he's counting on us for it. So turn to your neighbor and say, God never, ever tires of performing miracles on your behalf. All right, turn to your other neighbor. And say, God will perform same miracle over and over again on your behalf. I know it's a mouthful, but you get it. Romans 12.1 says, God has given each of us, believers, a measure of faith. So you can't say See, he sets up the game for you. He sets up the game. It's like Monopoly. Monopoly, you don't start out with zero. The, the game, they give you money to start out with, right? This is God. He gives you a measure of faith. So each of us has a measure of faith that he gives us. Now, it's up to us what we do with it. But we have it. That's how you're saved. That's how you're a believer. There was a measure of faith that was activated when you accepted Christ because he chose you. Wow, we're really behind. We're going to play a video. Can you guys, yeah, not block the screen. I want to play a video. This is from a movie that came out a few years ago. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but let's go ahead and hit the lights and play the video. Play them both.
Amen. How, how many have seen that movie? None of you. Okay, it's a great movie. It's called Little Boy. It came out 2015. You can look it up. It's available now. Can I get the lights back on real quick? I know you guys want me to be done, but. So that's a great scene because, see, this little boy had been uh, to church, and he, see, uh, his dad, this is World War II, and uh, his, he, he was best friends with his dad. And, his, and if you see the movie, I won't give it all away, but he has this great relationship with his dad, and then his dad has to, has to go to war and has to leave him. And so um, I don't want to give the movie away, the plot, but, but basically his dad's missing and not coming back. And, and so this little boy, he hears a message at church one day that says if you have the faith of a mustard seed, right? And, uh, and so he, um, he says, man, okay, so... If I, if I have the faith of a mustard seed, and do I have that scripture? Did I give it? Yes, Hebrews 4.12. No, 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 I'm sorry. Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, you have a measure of faith given to you, but if you just have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. You can speak to it, and it will move. So he lit, this kid literally took this scripture, and he said, He's like, my dad is going to come back. I know it. And I'm going to have faith. And so that's what he's talking about. And he just kept talking. And it was obvious that his father wasn't going to return. And so this, this, this whole movie is about, like, him grappling with that. And that was his older brother that was trying to grapple with it, too. And, and, and he, he's just he's angry, and he doesn't understand. And, and, and here's his little brother that's just saying, Dad's going to come back. I know it. I know it. I know it. And, and he's like, and that's the scene you just saw. He finally loses it. He's like, Hey, what are you doing here? If that's, if that's what faith is, here, move the mountain. Now, I don't suggest you go around sticking your hands out and grunting in front of people, trying to prove that God is faithful to move a mountain. That's not what it looks like. But I love the idea of that. I love the idea of that. I won't give the ending of the movie away, but it's a great scene. Now, whether God caused in that movie, uh, if that was a real-life situation, he caused the, the earthquake to happen. I don't know if the mountain actually moved, but it looked pretty real to me, right? Like, and, and so the next day, the newspaper says that there's an earthquake that hit, and it was this little kid stepping out in faith to prove that God is real and to move a mountain. See, but that's not really what it looks like for you and me. That's not what it really looks like. Real life stepping out in faith looks a little different than that. Faith is activated and grows when we speak God's word. Faith is activated and grows when you and I speak God's word. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, right? And it, and it goes in and it goes into places of your heart where it can only go into, right? Where no matter if you can reach it or not, God's word can get in there. And it, and it says it can even split the bone with the marrow. That's like, I don't know if you can fathom that kind of space because your marrow is part of your bone, right? It's, in, it's inside your own, can like, and it can get in there. So real quick, our faith is activated by God's word. Remember, hearing it 
But there's a several ways that you can activate and hear that word. The number one, reason, uh, number one way is by speaking it yourself. Speaking God's word over your circumstances or speaking to that mountain that's in front of you. The mountain that's that, a circumstance and speaking it and say, God, I feel depleted in my faith today. I, I, I know you showed up for me here. And I, and I know, I, I, I look back and I know that you were here with me during this time. But Lord, what, I fa- what I'm facing today seems insurmountable. It seems bigger than that. And God, I feel depleted. I feel defeated. And I don't feel full of faith. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is when you need to step up and say, God, what do you say about this circumstance. It's, it's when you need to get into his word for yourself and say, God, what are you saying about this circumstance for me? What are you saying? And you speak it and you read it and you, and you speak to the mountain. You speak to the mountain. You speak to yourself. And when you do that, you, it, it, it just kind of, maybe you put on some praise and worship music and, and you just turn it up really loud and you just begin to worship and you begin to praise him and you, and you say, I'm not going to do what I did before when I was defeated, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to face it differently now. I'm going to build my faith. I'm going to take that small measure of faith that's here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work it up and add to it, and I'm going to praise you, Jesus, and I'm going to get into your word. I'm going to see what do you say, God, about this circumstance, and, and then I'm going to speak it so that I can hear it. I can hear my voice, my own voice, and, 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 and understand that it's not about how I feel, it's about what he says, right? And when you do that, it's just, it's, oh man, I, it's magical. I, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it, it really, it's almost, it's magic. Like, you just, all of a sudden, you start to feel strengthened. And your faith grows, and, and next thing you know, it's, it's like, it feels like it's, it's doubled. And, and, you, and so you just keep going, and no matter what, this, if the circumstances don't change, you just speak it. What the word says, and you build yourself up, right? See, when you do that, it lines up your heart. Faith is a constant action in your life. You will never achieve a place where you have too much faith. You will constantly have to build up, expand, or grow your faith. Here's a challenge for you this week. Get before God this week. Maybe there's an area of your life that you really need him to move in. I double dog dare you I, to activate, to speak to your situation, to release God's power on it. Maybe it's a financial need. Maybe, it's a, maybe, maybe you have some health issues. Maybe it's for a loved one. Maybe it's a relationship that just no matter what just always goes to poop. Right? And it's just not healthy. And you're like, Lord, I need you. I need you in this relationship. I need to see your heart for this situation. I don't know what it is. I do know this that I've experienced some loss in my life. I've experienced some times where I was defeated. I've experienced many times where there is loss that I will feel until the day I die. Maybe a loved one. Maybe you've lost a loved one as I have. Maybe, maybe you didn't understand, like, Lord, I, I, it's so hard to see you in this. And, this. and this thing grows. 
And you're like, God, I just need to see your perspective in this. I need to see, God, your faithfulness in this situation. I need, I need to see this mountain is in front of me. And, and I just, Lord, I just, Jesus, I just choose to say and do what you said to do and say. I'm going to speak to it. And maybe it's weird and maybe I feel awkward doing it, but I'm going to do it. I challenge you this week. And maybe it's not this week. Maybe, maybe it's two or three weeks from now. I hope that God, the Holy Spirit, reminds you of this when circumstances come to face you. See, this, this is it right here. It's not just about you. You, you, can, you can do that on your own. You can speak it. You can pray the word over you and speak to that. But listen, here's the other key to it. Get around people that will do it with you. That's why hub groups is so important. Because I can't go around the room on Sunday morning and say, Jonathan, what's your situation? Melissa, what's your situation? And you just don't have time. But on hub groups, you, you can build those relationships. You can surround yourself with people that says, Deborah, I'm going to stand with you. Here's what the word of God says. Now listen to me. Some of you are going to have to change up your circle. Some of you are going to have to change, refresh the screen. Because some of you have surrounded yourself with people that will say, oh, it's okay. We don't understand sometimes how God moves. We don't understand sometimes God's, God's way, and they'll start quoting scripture completely out of context. God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Hogwash. That was in the Old Testament before they had the Holy Spirit revealing the deep things of God. See, some of us need to, if you have to replace your own family members, you can love them from afar. How many have family members? You can't choose them, but you can choose to love them from afar. I got a whole list. Amen. Right? Surround yourself with people that will believe God with you, that will remind you of his word. They'll say, Andrew, bro, I know you're feeling it right now, but I'm going to stand with you, and here's what the, the word of God says. And I know, Andrew, you're going to be successful, and you're going to be victorious because I'm going to believe God with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to walk this through with you. I'm going to just brothers in arms, and we're going to go. And you know why? Because there was a similar situation, Andrew, five years ago where I was right where you're at or very similar to where you're at. And God moved on my behalf, and I'm going to surround myself with you, and I'm going to walk with you, and I get to celebrate with you and do a victory dance. He can dance better than I can, but that's okay. We'll still do a victory dance. Amen. Bow your heads. I'm going to say this with your eyes closed. Don't hedge your faith. Don't hedge your faith. What do you mean by that, Pastor? See, many times we, we tend to, to hedge our faith and say, oh, I got a little bit of faith, and I'm, I'm not going to really step out and risk and believe God in this situation because what if he lets me down? What if, what if it doesn't work out the way that, that, I, that I think that it should work out? And so we kind of we fall into this middle ground where we, where we do this thing where we kind of hedge our faith, so to speak. 
We take a middle mediocrity type of ground. And we stay there. Don't hedge your faith. Stand on his promises. I challenge you that for that this week. With every eye closed in here. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to us this morning? What are you saying about faith to us this morning? The very currency of the kingdom of God. Lord, there are stories and lives represented in this room from every walk of life, from every circumstance. There's pain and trauma in each one of us that have happened. And, and if I went around the room, we would hear stories and stories of things that have happened and loss and pain and trauma and all of those things, Lord. But you, God, are faithful. You are faithful. And so, Lord, I just pray for every heart here this morning that they would be encouraged by your word this morning. They would be encouraged by your Holy Spirit to, to speak, to build their faith by hearing your word, by hearing themselves speak your word. And they would, they would be willing to step out and even be foolish enough to, to move a mountain. And, and even when people are mocking them and saying, you don't even understand how that works. You could say, but God, I, I have a relationship with God, and God is a God of miracles. He's a God of miracles, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to stand. See, because if you don't choose to stand on the miracle and believe for the miracle, you'll never get it. At least if it doesn't happen, I gave it a chance for it to happen. If you don't give it a chance for it to happen, it'll never happen. But I'm going to stand over here, and I'm going to risk a little bit, and I'm going to say God showed up for me here, here, and here, and here, and I believe he's going to show up for me right now hallelujah so Lord I pray for every heart here this morning in Jesus name